Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Blackhawk number 221, cover date June 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera, edited by George Cashtan, featuring The Moon Monster, written by France Heron, art by Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera, and Hendrickson's Secret Life, written by France Heron, Art by Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. are sent to the moon to learn what is responsible for sabotaging the space program. They are intercepted by a moon-shaped ship piloted by the Moonster, who then sends the Blackhawks back to Earth, threatening to continue his efforts to stop the space program. Meanwhile, when several disasters are apparently caused by strange plants, Hendrickson, embarrassed by his hobby as a horticulturalist, requests to work on the assignment alone. Confused? Don't worry, we'll be right back after the Song of the Blackhawks. We are the Black Hawks. Hawks, we're on the wing. Over land and over sea, we will fight to make men free, and to every nation liberty will bring. Hawks, follow the Black Hawks. Hawks, shatter your chains. Seven fearless men are we, give us death or liberty. We are the Black Hawks, remember our name. When the moon comes over the mountain. It's an old uh, Kate Smith hit. I know, she used to sing that at the, at the beginning of her show, right? Or the end of the show? I don't remember. No, at the beginning she'd say, hello everybody. That was back in uh, 33, 34, before we had television in the home. Um, I just want to let you know that tonight um, we will be watching some favorite YouTube clips on the big screen. I want to show you a couple of things. Oh, I think I'd love to see a little bit of footage of Kate Smith. Um, If you could find it, we could watch her movie, which is called Hello, Everybody. Uh, But it's incredibly racist, and so it's never been... Published on oh, well, home we video. We don't need to watch it. Then. No. Um, but she's a good singer. May I speak with you in your capacity as a board member of the Homeowners Association? Oh, of course. Can we coordinate with the neighborhood to not mow grass during our recording time? Um, that is impossible. If you'll recall, about a month ago, when uh, right after this uh, the quarantine was put into place. I yes. spent a day trying to record a song. Uh-huh. And do you remember me screaming from upstairs in the office, exclamations of cursing? Oh, I loud. thought that was your song. <laughs> it was me because that day, the entire day, it was as if every neighbor decided to cut their lawn with their and, and use their, their grass blowers. And then they would call the neighbor next door and say, okay, I'm done. It's your turn. And it was just it was just going one after the other after the other. It was an entire day of lawn mowing. It was so infuriating. Well, like I said, I think a strongly worded letter from the HOA treasurer. Oh, I'm might just the treasurer, the Bob. The, I'm just the treasurer. The treasurer does the work. The treasurer wow. has no influence. You know that president will just sign anything you put in front of him. Just walk <gasps> down the street. That and... reminds me. I think he dropped something in the mailbox for me to to take a check to deposit. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Oh, and 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 they found the street sign. Where was it? It was 
some teens probably put i think yes, I actually, everyone our street sign leading into our neighborhood was uh, disappeared abducted. about a month ago so pizza delivery drivers nobody can find our street now so um i think when these hooligans next door moved out Oh, I think the last thing that they did was they pulled the street sign out from down down the street. They were, um, but they dumped it. They dumped out. They were bad types. They were bad types. They didn't cut their grass or trim their their um, their hedges. No, and they, they had, had beautiful landscaping. They did yeah. at one time. Well, it's now the, the new the new owners have done a great job of slowly every week they go out there and they you know they're slowly getting it back to its beautiful. They, they have some beautiful ornamental shrubs. Um, also, someone has bought a rooster. Within the past day, because that's oh, what all I heard yesterday while I was trying to work. We're surrounded by farms. Are you sure? Are you sure? Like maybe There's the no wind farm was blowing. No. no, no, no. There's a farm right behind us, Bob. If you, you remember, if you pull up, you will see cows and horses. Cows, but behind. no roosters. Well, it, maybe the wind was blowing in such a way that that it was blowing the noise away. Well, you'd think I would have heard a rooster as we close have, as next door in the past two years. There are no covenants preventing us from keeping chickens and roosters. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. I think you just need to send a little note around the neighborhood and say that we have very sensitive recording equipment here, and we need it quiet every Saturday. From one to four. We have one listener who will be disappointed if we don't get this podcast out on time. Two. Okay, two listeners. Max, some weeks, three. Okay, three listeners who yeah. b- might be disappointed. I think we can work around it. Actually, it's pretty quiet right now. I mean, the, the, I can hear a low buzz in the background mm-hmm. of, of, a, um, of a lawnmower, but it's not, it's not so Well, present. that's just background radiation from the birth of the universe. <laughs> um... Anyway, Blackhawk. Oh, wait. Do you want to sort of catch up and talk about our morning? Oh, uh, it's not that much to tell. You baked banana bread. I baked Starbucks copycat banana bread. It's almost like it. It's just a tad drier than what you'd get in Starbucks because it's pretty, pretty, pretty dense and mm-hmm. moist. But it's it was exceptionally delicious. Is I'll be sure and try some later. Mm-hmm. I sat on the sofa and ate a pound of pistachios because I'm keto now. So <laughs> this morning, you mean? Uh huh. And um, then I we watched the last episode of Ozark. Unbelievably, of season the last episode of of what's been produced so far, yep. season three. Mm-hmm. Very intense. And uh, here we are. Here we are with Blackhawk. And all of their legs have turned into green smoke. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting a giant man with a purple cape and a moon head. Are you playing the song that you made, the Black Hawk song before this? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder if I'm going to be on that key. Hawka, we are the Black Hawks. I guess we'll have to see in post-production. Okay. Um, I have to admit I have a thing, not a sexual thing, just like a attraction to... Mm-hmm. The handful of characters who have appeared in comics with planets for heads. Oh, my God. I did not think you were going to say that. I expected you to point out one or two of the members of the Blackhawk team, but oh no, go I on. I wouldn't kick any of them out of bed, I mean. Go on. Maybe Andre, because he probably doesn't smell very good. Who's Andre? Um, the Frenchman. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I can think of a handful of characters who appear with usually villains who have planets for their heads. And I don't know. I just, it's a design I like. Especially this fellow with this purple cloak and starburst chest symbol. And he cuts a fine figure. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. Uh, Beware the moon monster, it says on the cover. And the moon monster himself is saying, So you're the best that Earth can pit against me, eh, Blackhawks? A little moon madness should knock the fight out of you. After all, it has just been moon madness. (laughs) I was quoting something else. Okay. Um, And yes, as I said, we have Blackhawk, Hendrickson, Chuck, and Olaf on the cover. And all their legs have been turned to green, slimy, smoky slime. Smoky slime. Um. Similar to the effect of Cannonball from the New Mutants. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but our listeners will know. Uh, splash page. Splash page! We have the Blackhawk roll call. Olaf, Hendrickson, Chuck, Chuck, chin, Blackhawk, chin, chin, Andre, chin. Chuck, and Stanislaus. Olaf's got that giant chin. Well, he bun from Sweden. 
<gasps> he Bond Garth he's from Sweden. Sweden? Yeah, I he's the one who says Bond? Yeah. Oh my god, I turned my phone off. What? I could text our friends who live, live in, in Sweden, Sweden and ask them why he always keeps why he keeps saying Bond all the time. By Gar, why don't you save that for a future episode? Because I will. We've got plenty Blackhawks coming up. Mm-hmm. Is he a madman, a moon man, or a sensational fraud? Your guess is as good as anybody's, Rob, including mm-hmm. the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. who are apt to come up with a little lunar lunacy themselves unless they find a quick answer to an unbelievable threat from the night skies, the moon monster. monster. Story by France E. Heron. Hi, Yimini, if there be a man in the moon. No, he, if they're Bon. If they're Bon, a man. If they're Bon, a man in the moon, he Bon made of iron. Look at that big hand that he got us. Sacre bleu. And I always thought of the moon as romantic. Of course, I can't do a Swedish accent. I can't do any accent. I asked our friends who live in Sweden about the Swedish accent, and mm-hmm. they said, actually, now that we're here, that Swedish accent that Americans do is actually Norwegian. Oh. Right? Good to know. Right? I bet they have, you know, who are they going to insult? The Swedes. They have to say that. (laughs) Now, you will witness the first test of a moonbound rocket fired from beneath the sea. Wow, wow. Hi. From beneath the sea? How Not practical. Well, no, it's not at all, but it is exciting. It reminds me of the Thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. They have all kinds of vehicles come from every which way. Brains is working on a formula. I wish there was a way to watch... The Thunderbirds without having to purchase the DVDs. because There I, it is. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it, I, it's on our watch list. Are you kidding? No. We should watch a couple episodes. And there's a new version, too, that's all CGI. But, of course, we want the puppet version. Oh, hell yes. Uh, there's also a movie starring Jeff Bridges or somebody, right? Not Jeff Bridges. Who's the guy that dated Meg Ryan? What? Meg, Toothy Meg Ryan? Yeah. Remember, they lived together and then she broke up with him. David Crockett. David no. No, Crockett Tubbs. Uh, uh, no. David, what's his name? Oh. Um, oh. Anyway, he played the father in live-action Thunderbirds movie. Okay. We'll find it. We'll watch it. Why can't I think? Don, Don Johnson? No. She didn't date him? No. Oh, she might have dated him. Oh. No, you're thinking of Melanie Griffith dated Don Johnson. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're the same people, Melanie Griffith and, um, Dennis and Meg Ryan. Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Oh, I, I like think it's him in that movie. Uh, anyway, up she goes, knifing into the heavens in a graceful arc. But what's this? The moon already. It can't be. Yes, the moon has parked itself uh, in low Earth orbit, mm. which is impossible. And then the, the, the rocket just harmlessly clonks into the moon. Right, because it's not really the moon, is it? It's a spaceship. And With- a hatch in the a moon. <laughs> <laughs> Opens up in a great mechanic, and great mechanical hands reach out. Yeah. And you know, it's funny they they didn't like the the hands are literally um, crafted to look like hands mm-hmm. with a thumb and four fingers. Sure, that's a classic uh, robot I design. Was thinking that it, they could have just used a claw, but that's okay. You know, this is probably a Luther product. And look what's inside the heavenly body. This, how practical this... is it to to and how 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 expensive is it to build a floating moon ship? How expensive? Mm-hmm. Um, in nineteen sixty-six dollars, mm-hmm. I'd say like one hundred and fifty dollars. So we're going to get to this here in a minute, but remember that this gigantic spaceship, yeah, that's a that was was built by one person. Uh huh. Not a group of people. One person. Well, as I say, it probably was built by the Luther Corporation, and he sold it to. Do you this. think he mortgaged his house? Oh, the mail's here. Do you think he mortgaged his house to get it? Um, I mean, he's just a scientist. He's not a brilliant scientist. No, but have you heard about that new thing? It's like Luther phone for mail. You can sign up, and you get a picture of all your mail that's going to be delivered that day. Why? So that you know what mail you're is getting, and but then why? If, I mean, did you wait? Wait a second. No. I call bullshit on this. No. When was the last time you sat in the staircase staring at the front door, twiddling your thumbs, n- nervously wringing your hands, waiting to find out when the mail was going to get there? It's because uh, if you go to your mailbox, you know exactly what to expect. So if someone has come by in the night and put a mysterious package in your mailbox, then you know that not to pick it up. Or Is that if a you, thing? Yes. Or if you're expecting something. You get a picture of what's going to be there, and if it doesn't show up, you know somebody burgled you. Is it is it a product uh, created by the U.S. Post Office? Yes. 
Ah, uh, I know what they're doing. What? Well, Trying to make themselves relevant before they're destroyed by Donald Trump? What's more relevant than receiving mail in a mailbox? Well, we don't get much practical mail, but there are people who live in way out in the country that need to get their medicine right, they're and just things. Looking, they just they they very cleverly created a new revenue stream for themselves. I didn't say it wasn't clever. Yeah. It's well, so I, clever not, that you doubted his existence. Maybe I already did. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's inside this rocket? Guess what? The Blackhawks, the titular characters of oh, our comic. Oh, we are the Blackhawks. So. Blackhawk says, this is the character who's been goofing up the space program. <laughs> nail up. him. Nail him. Oh, what did, we, uh, but what does that mean? What? Nail him. Nail him. What kind of comic is this? Stop it. Um, the Blackhawks, eh? Hidden on the rocket trying to... So- Wait, he's a moon man. The Blackhawks, eh? Hidden mm-hmm. on the rocket trying to solve the mystery of the Earth's missing space probe. You're getting closer. Um, when I was in... Like second, third grade, mm-hmm. there was this book series that I loved, mm-hmm. Marvin K. Looney, which he lived on the moon. He lived on the moon. He, there was a whole society living on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they all wear uh, fishbowl helmets? In fact, they. I think. Did he have a dog that wore? That maybe he it on the moon. Yes, I think I've seen the things too. Um, I think I've seen. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. And they could all float off the surface of the moon because, of course, there's lower gravity there. Um, and in fact, I did a televised book report about Marvin K. Looney's editing of the Moon Paper on the Schoolies television program in Columbus, Ohio. Kill to see that footage. Likewise, I'm oh sure. My God. I don't think I ever even saw it when it aired. Wow. I just remember going to the studio and filming. Of course, I was a natural. <laughs> and that sure. was the start of my show business career. <laughs> um, the moon person here has been stealing space probes and hiding them on his giant moon ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's more than a match for the Blackhawks. He's giant. He shoots lightning out of his finger and they're all frozen stiff. Oh, yeah, we should mention he is giant. Yes. Um, you are quite immobilized, my impetuous oh, birds. I like, your, I like your villain voice better than mine. But you can see and hear, so hear this. I am the Moonster. Master of the moon, I came here to Earth to put an end to your annoying space probes. Do you think we want the likes of Earthlings on our little world? How's that? That's really good. We wouldn't give a plugged moon nickel for a lot <laughs> of you. moon nickel. So back heck. you go as a lesson to others. Now you're starting to sound like Dr. Smith. Oh, well, there's worse models to model And, and so then here. he just releases them into the space. Yeah, so this is a uh, problem. A problem, because he just shoots them into space. Now, as I said, I maintain that we are still in low Earth orbit, so there's a possibility that... They are in the, what's the uppermost level? The troposphere? The, Some, the toposphere, because it's at the top. <laughs> it's something sphere. Because I was awfully worried when I saw this panel that they were going to just burn up in Earth's atmosphere. That's what I thought. But I think they might be low enough that they actually can release their chutes, which are affixed to their spacesuits. Of mm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dunder... Hendrickson says, this is rough. What page are you on, there? Five. I see it. I found it. Yeah. Uh, it born easier than hitting without shoots, Pyimini. You can say that again, but please don't. No. Um, later in Space Probe HQ. <laughs> Space Probe HQ. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, they relay the information to the government officials. I know you won't believe me, sir, but both Chop Chop and I had cameras in our helmets. Chop Chops was smashed, but mine is intact, and you'll see what happened. So they show the film. You know of, that happened in that very good movie, Contact, starring Jodie starring Foster. Yes, except her footage was all wiped out. Mm-hmm. 35 minutes of silence. Um, 32 minutes of silence. They show the film of the uh, Moonster. Mm-hmm. Which is short for Moon Monster, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the film, they would have suspected Blackhawk was a loony bird. But now take a look at the government film. It shows the Blackhawk's rocket 
shooting up out of the ocean, and then they just show it. It just vanishes. Radar can't Radar find it. Radar can't track it. Nothing. It goes invisible. So they didn't see the Black Hawk rocket, nor did they see the moon craft. Mm-hmm. Black Hawk surmises that the Moonster must have surrounded both ships with a kind of a ray that, quote, jammed, unquote. I don't know why that needs to be in quotes. That's an actual... It's an actual word. Jamming the yes. camera, yeah. Radar jamming something. Uh, what else can I say? Unless he was being a smartass. A smartass. He says, don't know, except that the Moonster must have surrounded both the craft. Uh, both craft with some kind of ray that jammed. <laughs> Your camera and radar. What else can I say? Yeah, like people who um, think that they know a word that nobody else knows, but it's actually a common word. So they try to act like they're the smartest person in the room. (laughs) I do that a lot (laughs) because it's all I have. Um, Science has proven there's no life on the moon. So how could you have been confronted by a living moon creature? It's impossible, the government scientist says. Damn scientists. Do you know what word I liked using this week? What? Perseverate. I don't know what that means. It means to um, to persevere on a thought or to have obsessive th- thinking, just to sort of stay on something, stay with something. To perseverate. Huh. Persevere is it really yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this moonster is perseverating because now the entire city is blacked out. Yeah, what's up with that? Attention, Earth people, I'll tell you. This entire area is cloaked in an eclipse, a moonster eclipse. I can black out your entire world unless you listen to me. The public must rise up and put an end to moon landing attempts. The public must what? Rise Rise up! up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a private joke, everyone. Uh, That fraud posing as a moon man has gone too far. When I press this button, high-powered missiles will bring the kooky craft down. That's fun fun to fire missiles right over a city. Hello, I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) They are crashing, and it appears to be surrounded by a a bubble, Uh, which is... Look at the next page. It says, ha-ha, your pea shooters... Wait, this is the the villain, right? uh Um, Ha-ha, your pea shooters look a bit silly, don't they? Oh, that's not a good voice. Wait a second, let me try this. Wait, do one, do it for me. Let me try. Um, well, first I want to back up to the guy that's firing the missiles. Do, we these do his voice for me for a second. These high-powered missiles will bring his kooky craft down. Here goes. Press. <laughs> Goodbye, city. Over the city, right? Do Aha, your pea shooters look a bit silly, don't they? Oh, they I cannot penetrate my off, protective... Ha your wait, pea shooters no, look a bit silly, don't they? they? They cannot penetrate my protective... This is what I wanted to say, right? Yes. They cannot penetrate my protective... Uh... uh bubble. <laughs> <laughs> They cannot penetrate my protective uh, uh, bubble. bubble. <laughs> <sighs> well, good thing Blackhawk's got a lighter because he can light up the room with a candle. No, okay. The the um, the craft yes has uh, descended over the city. Uh huh. There's a blackout. Yep. Yet the rockets are powered. Well, they're not electric rockets, I would assume. Well, they're... Something needed to start them. Well, it's just like... Yeah, they didn't, there's no fuse. They didn't like hit a sure fuse. Sure there is. Have you seen Bugs Bunny cartoons? It's a fuse, and they light it, and it goes, and the rocket goes up. Did you like to watch um, uh, Roadrunner cartoons? Um, I did not like Roadrunners, but that's probably my least, my second least favorite Looney Tunes. Least favorite being Tweety. And Putty Tat, because Tweety is garbage. I like Sylvester when he's with the baby kangaroo. And I like Sylvester when he's with Daffy Duck. Okay, so my least favorite Looney Tunes character um, and scenario or routine would be Foghorn Leghorn. Um, yeah, that Ex- can get old fast. But I do like the chicken, the hen the, that, he, that he's always wooing. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I love her. Yes. I love her. Yeah, but no, I kept that, that, that little chicken hawk, whatever he's always fighting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I hate that. It just drives me nuts. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, back to the uh, bubble. Um, so now the Blackhawks take off in their helicopter, uh, which, which of course is powered with electricity and fuel. No, with fuel. Uh you can't. Oh, do you, do they do they pull a? Start. They need uh, some sort of friction to generate a spark to start the fuel. 
to Yeah, but to it's not you don't plug They should in. not be able to fly this helicopter close to this machine that has just caused a power outage in an entire region. It caused a power outage to the grid. It didn't you don't plug in the helicopter to start it. <laughs> anyway, he says it's an eclipse. It's, he's, it's an eclipse. All right. He says. All right. Don't put. Don't think too much about it because right. now the helicopter is attacking the moonship, which is perilously close to the city itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they've come to suggest that they get together and talk. Talk terms. They want a powwow. Yeah. We want you to talk to the authorities. Maybe our scientists can make you understand our good intentions. Listen to your bumbling scientists. <laughs> what a joke. They can make me understand nothing, but I see that I must use further methods to make them understand. Ever hear of moon glow? Let me give you an example. Well, I've heard of moon glow. It's a lovely song. I love that song. But From I the mystery of Edwin Drood. I don't know what he thinks it is. Oh, this is the part where their cha- their legs are changed into smoke slime. And their heads become pooky, warped. Heads. Yeah, it's like that uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture when they go through the wormhole. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and, and that bald, that bald um, woman. Ilea, yes. Ilea, she's, she's bouncing up and down and her breasts are bouncing up and uh-huh. down. And, and they're going, doing all the, the slow talk. Awesome. Do you know she died? No. Well, yes. everyone dies. Well, yes, but she was very young. I was think she? she had a heart condition. Oh. It's been probably 20 years. Mm. I just thought of it, though. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, their so legs are they, all they, they're, they're, their faces change, their bodies change, and they morph, and they are now flying outside of the helicopter. And they're all angry. each other. They hate everyone. Mm-hmm. They have ugly faces, too, now. Mm-hmm. Um, Noonster is delighted. Mm-hmm. Only one thing. It's like Saturday morning cartoons for him. Only one thing can disrupt his glee. Gerald! You must put an end to this! <laughs> A girl. Turns out his girlfriend is there. Uh, fiance, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm your fiance, Gerald. I came here in my own copter. You were concentrating on the Blackhawks. You didn't see me. I wonder how he eats. He doesn't don't have see to his eat. mouth. Um, well, his head is made of green cheese, so maybe he just eats his own head. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I do like how his head is drawn. I like the craters for eyes. So this fiancé has My fiancé. I have no fiancé. Uh, she will gladly die to save him. Mm-hmm. Her name is Naomi, by the way. Naomi. She can't understand why he can't remember anything. <laughs> Naomi, 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 my head spins. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. (laughs) I seem to recollect the name. Go away, whoever you are. Um, She agrees to go away if if they take the Blackhawks out of the trance and restore their minds. He listens to her. Some reason he doesn't know why. Mm -hmm. So very well, I'll uh, do it. Yes, abruptly the Blackhawks are fine and um, back of their copter. Only it looks like they've all unbuttoned a couple of buttons on their well, they've been jumpers. They've been tussling. Uh, great guns, a girl. <laughs> they probably say that a lot in yeah. next company in their company. Andre's already trying to get with her, uh-huh. um, but she gets aboard their copter. She says, "Get me out of here, stat," and. Uh, relates the story that the Moonster is, or was, her fiancé. A scientist from good old planet Earth. He isn't really a moon man, of course. <laughs> I know it sounds fantastic, but Gerald was possessed with the idea of lunar colonization. Mm-hmm. There can be no life on the moon, you understand, Naomi. But what about inside the moon? That's different, eh? Wait a second. You're speaking as Gerald, uh-huh. the scientist, uh-huh. but when he becomes the moonster. Yes, and he speaks like this. And and he's also now has it like a sort of a British kind of uh, Britishy accent or, Ameri- or American 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 mm-hmm. classic American diction coached Hollywood accent. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's how all villains have that accent. Okay. Because they were all coached by what Madeline is Marshall. What is, what is what what is that system called? Uh, There's a name for that type of of diction. Do you remember from, no. from, from 
If only we had the Earth's knowledge at our fingertips. Well, but I turned we my don't. phone off, so wouldn't keep it buzzing. Um, he suspects that there is a civilization inside the moon. Uh, not only that, but he thinks they've been observing the Earth. Poor guy. He actually made a scale of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't want our petty squabbles and wars and likes and dislikes. We must not go to the moon until we're prepared for a new way of living. Mm. So say we all. Mm-hmm. Um, she warns him not to be carried away by all of this. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to get to the moon and communicate with the moon civilization that lives Wait a second. What year was this published? 1966. Before the moon landing. Right. That which was 67, right? 69. I, yes. Okay. Go on. What's your question? Yes, I'm sorry. I just did the math. Okay. Okay, yes. Yes. I don't know why I thought it was 66. Uh, 67. Yeah. Um, okay. So she steps outside the lab only to be confronted with now the moonster who Gerald has. That transformation was very fast. It was. I mean, I would think that something, that kind of physical transformation where he's all, he's more than doubled his size. Yeah. And his mass is probably quadrupled. Yeah. And his head has changed. Into a moon. I would think it would be very painful. And would require, well, and would require some sort of uh, recuperation time. The body would, would basically just transform and perhaps even rest after having gone through such a, a substantive transformation. And also, where did he get that outfit? Yeah, right. Did he just did he just happen to sew it up, run it off on his little singer? Maybe. Maybe he has like a little, little brownie pocket sewing machine. Anyway, now Gerald thinks he really is from the moon. But what caused the physical change? And how about that amazing moon craft? One question at a time. Slow down, Blackhawks. Slow have, your roll. And then she says, I have no real answers. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, Naomi. <laughs> Bye. Um... Somehow the lab explosion led to all this. Which is very common in comics. Yeah, sure. His physical change, his mooncraft, his astonishing scientific discoveries. Whew, we're up against a real dilly, Blackhawk says. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got scientific gimmicks that can destroy every living creature on Earth. Right. I was afraid of that, Blackhawk. Naomi says, but what can be done to restore him? What can we do to prevent destruction until we bring him back to himself? You got me, lady. Yeah, got me. Everything we tried is flunked out so far. So um, we've got to think up an angle to harness him and harness his powers. To harness him? To harness Yeah. Yeah, harness him and his powers, yeah. Um, Well, it turns out Blackhawk's not the only one looking for answers because in a criminal hideout... With Outside capes. the city. They're wearing orange utility suits and capes. Yeah, a gang of thugs dressed as... Aliens, right? And they and they, and they and their hideout has giant models of our solar system. Yeah, um, isn't I was, that convenient that they actually happen to to be? They actually have costumes and they're in a hideout and they're not they're not associated with him whatsoever. These criminals, yes, are in a hideout with giant models of planets hanging from the top. I and was, what, a, what a coincidence that the Moon Man has come down to the Earth. The, the Moonster has come down to the Earth and caused a blackout. To rain terror upon the earth. Yeah. I guess what I, I should just say what I'm thinking. Yes, please. Why couldn't it have just been regular old criminals? Who, who, why do they have to be in a, a hideout that has scale models of the planets of our solar system? Because they're going to bring him to their hideout. So they have to convince him that they are from the moon. It says right there. Oh. Contact this moon loony and bring him here. But they don't. They go see him. But that's not their fault if the plan goes awry because of he kidnaps them <laughs> and takes them on a mission. Where's he taking them? Well, they're taking him to uh, rob. Well, not to rob. They tell him there's a ship with a rocket on it that's headed towards the moon. And as he's opposed to all moon exploration, he takes them to the scene of the ship supposedly holding the moon rocket, which actually is a gold bullion ship. So he's going to shoot down the ship, and they're going to rob the gold. It's a pretty elaborate scheme, don't you think, Bob? Well, you got to take risks to make money. I guess so. So what does he do? Well, he takes he, them to the thing. And the he ship. shoots a tidal wave ray. Right, because his ship. ship has all moon powers. <laughs> and moons cause tidal waves. 
And then we have the intervention of the Blackhawks. In a submarine. Now, mm-hmm. this would have been a great opportunity for the Sea Devils to guess sure. star. Sure. But we missed that opportunity, I guess. Uh, the Sea Devils, I mean, the Blackhawks arrive in a nuclear-powered sub. Also a great idea. Taking him by surprise. And they have, well, they're drawn as missiles, but they're described as meteorites. It's weird. Maybe because the moonster is in his moon and he's attacking a ship and he's causing all sorts of tidal waves and all the chaos. He just doesn't quite understand what is actually attacking the moon. Well, but even Blackhawk says an old moon enemy meteorites. Hmm. Yet it's clearly missiles. Coming. Yes, obviously. So is that some kind of Navy slang? I, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't get it. I, it doesn't make sense. The, the story, the the last two pages or three pages of the story, take the weirdest turn. It's just the strangest conclusion to this adventure. Um, you, I mean, I, you yeah, just, yeah. The moon ship crashes into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Later, the Blackhawks in scuba gear fish the guys out of the ocean. The crim, the three criminals, and the moonster, who's returned to Gerald. But still dressed in, as the Moonster. In his costume. So yes. he must have had that costume sewn up, Gerald-sized, before the explosion in the lab. Wow. He's very clever. Right. Now, having coffee in the galley of the sub mm. afterward, Blackhawk says, Do you realize what your fantastic secrets will mean to science? And Gerald says, sorry, Blackhawk, but those secrets were dreamed up when I was the Moonster. As a plain old scientist, I can't duplicate them. That's not a weird thing to say. Maybe if I can recover my sunken mooncraft and somehow become the Moonster again, I can hand you those secrets on a platter. You mean the mad scientist? Uh Uh-huh. No. Never again, Gerald, Mm -mm. Naomi says. Um, But in the editorial box at the end of the story... Can Gerald help himself? What if he does recover his oddball craft? Is the Moonster destined to challenge the Blackhawks forever? Well, I hope a lot of readers write in and demand a return appearance of the Moonster. I hope so, too. Not. Unfortunately, letters to Blackhawk only involve trading and buying back issues. (laughs) Are we going to talk about Hendrickson's secret life? We sure are. I've been wanting to talk about it for months now. Hmm. Uh, in a detached surface shocker, listener, there's often a backup story in Blackhawk Comics mm-hmm. called Detached Service Diary when an individual member of the Blackhawks goes on a solo mission. Um, this month, Hendrickson, whom you'll recall is a German fella mm-hmm. and is uh, old. He's got white hair and a mustache. Mm-hmm. He's probably a veteran of WW1. Really? Well, I would think so if he's that old. He's in awfully good shape for being a veteran of WW1. He's, um, yes. I mean, he's kind of beefy, as all older gentlemen can get. <laughs> a little thick around the middle. Um, <clears throat> he's, uh, if there's no real action going on, he's asking for permission to go out for a walk. Which is weird. Which is weird because he's an adult man. Just go on a walk. Um, he says, I'll be back soon. And the other Blackhawks wonder where he's gone by mm. himself. Mm-hmm. Why don't we tag along and spy on him? Because <laughs> we're also adult men. But since we all live together on this island, just the seven of us with no girls, might as well be in each other's business. <laughs> Which is kind of girlish. Right. Um, well, they surmise that maybe he is sneaking off to see a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have all kinds of crazy ideas. What I, if I he, don't, do you like that panel of the floating heads? No. I don't either. It's weird. Well, I hate floating head p- panels in general. Mm-hmm. Unless the floating heads are planet heads. <laughs> and I really like it. God. Maybe your relative's in trouble. Maybe something from his old days in Holland. Oh, I apologize. He's not German. He's Dutch. Uh, maybe someone's blackmailing him. 
whatever it is, I wish you'd tell us. My head is spinning. Clearly. And also floating <laughs> and also in floating this panel and, and talking. Detached from my body. Uh, as we were later to find out, Handy skulked through night streets like a hunted criminal. <laughs> Making his way to a dilapidated building, he entered through a cellar door. Up creaky stairs he went, finally turning on the lights in a large room at the top. The beautiful flowers. Don't panic, everyone. It's just a greenhouse, which he has secreted away in the city. What a strange thing. And why is he ashamed? He's ashamed. Why? I, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess there's an old stereotype that florists were... Less than manly, but this is sort of a different thing than being a florist. Uh, he's sort of proved himself in many, many battles. He doesn't need to be concerned about his manhood, whether right. or not he's perceived to be masculine. Right. Uh, tulips from Holland. There was a time when tulips drove the entire global economy. So there's, Really? Yes. Tulip wars of the... Century. <laughs> the what? I don't remember when it was, but it was when, uh, who's the painter? Uh, the girl with the pearl earring. Not Rembrandt. The other one. Van. Yeah. Not, no, not. Not Van Gogh. No, 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 Van. Van Dyke. Van Meter? Van Dyke? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there was a whole big thing with people were trading and speculating on tulip bulbs. Really? And they became priceless. Oh, for heaven's sakes, what's the name of that artist? Uh, what well, about our listeners? Colin screaming? Firth played him in the film version yeah. with Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it doesn't matter. Oh. Um, I was an art major for one semester, so but I didn't take that class. Hmm. Um, so remember, Black Hawk is speaking now in hindsight. We don't know about Hendy's hobby. Mm-hmm. His secret double life as around us suddenly broke sensational stories that rocked the world. Mm-hmm. Floating heads are floating over the countryside observing horrible, horrible natural disasters. I think it's a floating head of Joan Crawford. It does. Mm-hmm. Or Lucy, Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bridge collapsing, a train derailing, a volcano exploding. What do they all have in common? Well, I'll Is it really you. a volcano exploding? It looks like it. Yeah. Or an island. Yeah, looks like a volcano just off the, <laughs> off the, the coast, coast where there's California. a railroad right on the <laughs> beach and a bridge. Yeah. Um, now, at the site of each of these disasters, they have found unusual plants. This story is bizarre. Yeah. So they, they, so they try to, um, Blackhawk tries to, uh, well, he takes a hammer to the plant. And he right. He can't pierce it. Now, Hendy asks to take the plant and go on a detached service assignment Mm -hmm. alone. So he takes the plant back to his greenhouse and starts to... uh, Go ahead. Well, I don't know what he's doing. Just examine it. Isn't it strange? He's sitting there um, in his apron and gun. Well, sure. He's on a detached assignment. Um. He finds that the plants make noises. Mm-hmm. They look like uh, both plants seem to be a result of cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. And then the plants just vanish into thin air. It's weird. Like the rocket did in the first story. Mm-hmm. Stymied but persistent, Henderson poured over circulars on horticulture while something kept stirring in his memory. Now, what he remembers is... A story about unidentified seeds falling from the sky recently. Mm-hmm. Or as he says, der skies. <laughs> That's Dutch. Der skies. Um, der. He tracks the... He knows that the seeds must have been blown by winds. He's so he charts. Tr- charts the direction of the winds and backtracks to a mysterious island. Mm-hmm. And goes off by himself in the hawk copter, where he finds an entire island of giant plants with eyeballs and one with a frowny, sad face. Giant living plants attack. Well, well they try to attack him. He gets attacked by a python plant. Yeah. Uh, and then one that shoots missiles at him. A thorn like, missile yeah. plant and a lobster claw plant. Mm-hmm. 
All, all traditional plants. sentient prehensile plants. Yes. Uh, a balloon plant picks him up and floats him across the island. That panel right there, that, that, that image looks like a Dr. Seuss drawing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and he's deposited in a plant-like throne room where... I don't have a voice for this. Uh, well, you wouldn't because it's not actually spoken. It's all telekinetic. And um, isn't it strange that this thing that is this this plant being wears glasses? <laughs> it's like that, I'm a plant and, and I, I look like a, like a person. I've got legs and arms and a torso and a head and hair and everything and a face through which I can project my thoughts and such. And by the way, for some reason, my eyesight's bad. In fairness, it might be a mask. So that no one recognizes him in his other identity as a right the, as the plant being that's not sitting on the throne? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what if it's like, I mean, we don't know what kind of governmental system plants have. Maybe it's something like that you have to be anonymous to be the king plant. <laughs> what, would his, what would his day job be? Uh, you know, janitor, something. Reporter? Uh-huh. A repos- a spore, a, sp- a worker plant. <laughs> um, welcome, human thing. I'm just going to use my own voice because I don't know what he sounds like. Yes, I am a king plant, and my subjects have brought you before me to determine your fate. Yes, I am. As if he had said, "Are you a king plant?" Well, he says, oh, "Actually, he does say, Dunda, yeah. a king plant." Welcome, human thing. Yes, I am a king plant, and my subjects have brought you before me to determine your fate. If he has a word. In his vocabulary, like king, mm-hmm. and knows that he is a plant. Uh-huh. Why can't he just say human instead of hu- welcome human thing? <laughs> I don't know. The first time I read this, I thought he said, um, "And my subjects have brought you to me to determine your fate, your fat, <laughs> <laughs> to determine your fat." That's how I read it at first. He does have. Well, actually, I, I read it as fats. F a t. Yes. As if it like, I see how, what your body percentage, your fat percentage was. I said, and then in my mind, I said, well, that can't be what it actually says. No. Although that'd be a great story. I'd write that story. Yeah. Now hear this. One more foolish move and I'll feed you to my herd of carnivorous violets. Oh, you've, you've gone a couple pages. You Well, I'm the king plant. I can mm. do whatever I want. Mm. You see, I am what human things call a mutation. A freak of nature. I was endowed with reasoning powers along with my other scientific gifts. Mm-hmm. I am a plant scientist. May I, may I so that's his day job. Yeah. Yeah. Plant scientist. That implies that the plant king uh-huh. might have received some sort of formal education. As a scientist, yeah. As a scientist, right? So when I read this, I thought, oh, so I guess he went to... K through twelve, and then went to university, and you know, to plant plant university, and uh-huh. got his, his degree, and now he's a scientist. Well, he is a plant scientist as well as a plant king. <laughs> no, king plant. King plant. I suppose it surprises you that more than one form of intelligent life can exist. Well, my flabbergasted friend, the universe is full of surprises. Mm. When I matured, I experimented with cross pollination. I developed seeds to grow into unique vegetation that would do my bidding, and I sent them thither and yon on the wings of the wind. Oh, sorry. Now I do have a voice. Thither and yon. (laughs) My motive is I want plant life to replace human things on this planet. You've had your turn. You failed. Nothing can can stop me. Because, wait, I sense emanations from a mechanical object on his person. Yep. He is sending out messages. Handy's wired. Search him. And little tentacular extensions come and take his camera or microphone from him or something. It's a Luther Flexophone, yeah. Yeah, Um, Well, of course, the Blackhawks are nearby because they were sneaking around following him to figure out what he was doing because they can't let an adult person have any privacy or a human (laughs) thing. Or hobbies or any distractions. Um. So they arrive with gas masks and throw a gas mask to Hendrickson and uh, shoot plant-killing foam. I'm just assuming it's DDT. It's, pro- it's probably Agent Orange. I'm sure it won't give you cancer, guys. It's okay. 
this this gas is murder on plants and humans. Oh, so okay. So that's yes. fine. Nothing. Wrong just here. kill just put all a the mask plants. on. It's okay. Um. So these gas bombs will permeate the soil above with poison because they're diving under the sea now. Mm-hmm which the plant's roots will absorb, then they will drop down with the secondary gas and kill all the leaves and the vines. Mm, so mm, it's mm. also fine that they're killing intelligent life, I guess. Well, I mean, it, is, it was an island, right? So yeah. all plant life and then, of course, all animal life would be killed if there's no plant life to right? sustain them. And also all of the poison gas now is going to seep into the ocean. Well, yeah, they're basically creating some sort of horrible ecological event on and around this island. Uh, and which is totally fine, right? Because it's a, it's a comic book. Yeah, it's not their <laughs> island. What do they care? <laughs> um, later, Hendy invited us to a very special party. I bet he did. Hmm. Um, we're proud of your hobby. Not only is it a good one, but it helped you stop a staggering threat. Andre, and then Andre, he yeah. says, and, and, and he might as well just be saying, oh, and by the way, I'm not gay. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he 100% is. Yes. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free downloaded podcasts from. And you can find us right back here next week-ish. That's all for now. Bye. He's dark and angry.